Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we are TNC the Premix back for episode thirteen. The shout out the premies. <laughs> I did not prep an ad. That was dumb. Oh, ooh, can I just do a live ad off the top of my head? Do it. Dome it. Oh, all right. Picture this, ladies and gentlemen. You're in a small town called Madison. You're thinking, man, I could go for some delicious bar food, a great atmosphere, pleasant personalities, maybe a couple of cocktails. So you pull up the old machine, the old Google, you type all that in, you know what pops up? Sporty's Bar and Grill. Owned and operated by local Madison celebrity Cameron Schaefer, Sporty's offers a wide array of bar food, I recommend the chicken parmigiana. It might be pronounced parmesan. I recommend you get that crispy. Take it from this ad man himself. Sporties will not let you down. Please stop in there, folks. Make sure you say my name, Tyler Johnson, for an extra 10% off. (laughs) (laughs) He will have to uh, honor that if you say it. So make sure you say it. Uh, right. let's, uh, yeah. you let's can find right them, you can find them sporties spelled S P O R T Y S bar and grill all spelled out.com. Or if you want to come on and grab something to go six Oh five, 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 six, two, two, five, seven. Great wings, great burgers. Uh, if you want to go ahead and give me a call, I'll give you a recommendation. That phone number for me is 605-480-1444. That's Tyler Johnson, local celebrities man or local sporties celebrity guest. All right. Let's get into it. too bad um had to do a bunch of honeydew shit around the house and uh was actually had to go pick up a little kid's picnic table that my wife decided to purchase off of the facebook um pretty cool little table Um, i I was gonna say as a as a former child myself i had a little picnic table 
I grew out of it very fast, but I remember <laughs> it banging pretty hard. Yeah, it. Uh, some guy was like making some stuff, um, like just right out of his garage. He had a pretty nice little setup, little little woodshed, little wood shop, if you will. But uh, I pulled up there the same time as another gentleman was there to pick up a chair and. No, 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 I did not. He looked, he looked frisky. So I, I let him slide, but actually he pulled in about like the same time I was. And like, I backed all the way into their driveway. So I could load it up. And like, I thought he lived there. So I went to like pull out and I was like, Oh, you must be the carpenter. He's like, no, no, no. I'm here for the chair. Same as you. And I was like, Oh, cool. And then we just had a little moment. Was pretty, kiss? Well, I mean, no, no tongue. Yeah, I just kidding, no, but, I was say, you can't have tongue in this Corona, Corona time. We just spit in each other's faces and then we left. <laughs> it was a gentleman's kiss between two men buying wood. But yeah, I um, went to hop in the old 7.3 Power Stroke, the old 97. Hell yeah, and, bro. Uh, turned the key and had a little click, but uh, the starter didn't uh, run. Ooh. And yeah, so I had to make a little pit stop at uh, an auto parts store. No free ads. And... Uh, they don't give those starter motors away. So uh, I was going to say, uh, we just had to, no free ads for my company, but we just had to replace a starter in a semi. Who, buddy? I imagine, imagine a little bit more expensive. <laughs> I was going to say, that invoice came across my desk and I literally dry heaved. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, I didn't realize that starter motors, they give you like a core charge. You know how, like, when you get a battery and shit? I didn't realize yeah. that starter motors was – I mean, I guess I get it. Like, you have, like, the windings and all the shit that's inside of it. But I didn't yeah. realize that a starter motor, they made you pay the fucking deposit. So now I got to go back to that store and bring the old fucker back in there. <laughs> Kick their ass. <laughs> First world props. Yeah, I was just like, my goddamn car wouldn't start, so I had to get a new one. My car wouldn't start so I could go pick up a two-foot-tall picnic table that I, I had or my wife had made specifically for my child who's not even two years old. <laughs> the best part about this is, is I just picture myself as a full-grown man sitting at this table just thinking about my life. It's like, where did it go wrong? Just awaiting somebody bringing you some PB&Js. And, yeah. and better make goddamn sure the crusties are cut off. Oh, the crusts are still on these, Mom? Guess you don't love me. Guess I will live with dad. Feed these to the ants. <laughs> I wouldn't even feed these to the murder hornets. <laughs> oh, sweet. Did you see that uh, praying mantis uh, yeah. just completely destroying that that's, murder hornet? That's, I had to write that down. Murder hornets, not elite. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Ooh, they, we were talking them up. I saw a murder a mouse. That praying mantis straight up fucking murdered that murder hornet it was impressed i mean i've seen some videos where like uh like people will be in nature and like a praying mantis will just like jump onto their clothing and like start fucking with them and like yeah if one jumps on me i'm i don't know if do you play dead i think i mean, I'd have a heart attack i don't think i, I have mean, to play dead <laughs> I, it makes me a studio person knocking Can I help you? Jesus. It sounds like you know, a woman. I booked the, I booked the goddamn recording studio. It sounds like a woman. Yeah. Fucking people. 
Ugh. I'm disgusted. I'm sorry, folks. That rude person you just heard was my associate, Stephanie. <clears throat> we don't talk to her. Uh, she's flirting with the list right now. Yeah. Oh, no, she's on the list. <laughs> she's on the list. <laughs> mm. oh, but, yeah, but the, every time I see a fucking praying mantis, it makes me think of Starship Troopers. Oh, hell yeah. What you know movie? what I mean? Great movie. I think I might have oh. saw, like, it probably wasn't the first boobies I ever saw, because I think the first yeah. boobies I ever saw was Varsity Blues. But yeah. That's weird. I, we might have the same booby time right there. <laughs> Did I, tell, did I ever tell you that? Maybe I can't remember if I told you the story. It all blends together because, like, we have conversations, but then we have conversations on the podcast, and I can't remember which ones were and yeah. weren't. But uh, <laughs> my aunt actually took me to uh, Varsity Blues in uh, the Miller, South Dakota drive-in movie theater, and awesome. I think back then uh, ratings weren't um, like b- between like PG thirteen and like seventeen, oh. and you know MA and like all that's are X rated, like all that stuff wasn't quite as up to snuff as it is nowadays oh no and like i guess you know the trailers it just pretty much varsity blues was essentially like a friday night lights ish type thing cody (laughs) likes football he'll love this football movie and i was i was very young at the time (laughs) uh uh in madison there used to be uh this grocery store called jack and jill jack and jill's Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom would always make me, I was probably seven or eight. My mom would always make me ride my bike there and, you know, pick something up, you know, grab some milk, grab some bread, stuff like that. Well, she would send me there and she'd also let me, re- let me rent movies. And this was back where like, we're talking like VHS. Mm. And these people at the grocery store had no problem letting me stroll into the liquor section and rent movies. <laughs> I mean, I rented uh, Varsity Blues, Something About Mary, True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, I mean, dude. True lies when she does the strip tease for him. Strip tease. Woo! Oh, yeah. I think that's I, puberty when I was four. I had some moments with that movie. <laughs> yeah. Wowzers. But uh, they, they let me rent all these movies. And one day I went over, went in there, and I tried to root, rent the movie Pleasantville with Tobey Maguire. I think Reese Witherspoon's in it. My baby boy Paul Walker's in it. Mm. And the, the lady told me I couldn't because it was PG-13, and I was like, eight and i was like no i can do this and she was like no i was like no it's okay my mom said said i could and she was like well i'll call your mom and i was like all right (laughs) and the lady sure as shit made me give her my phone number 2560197 that's right i still remember and she called my mom and i think she thought my mom was gonna be like my son did what instead my mom was like let him rent the fucking movie like he rented how like some like, something about Mary, like two days ago. Let him rent Pleasantville. Shout out moms, she's a real one. <laughs> I don't bully that mean old lady. That, wasn't that like the movie that they were like living in like the like a nineteen fifties or nineteen sixties like mm-hmm. sick like uh, I don't know like a um, yeah it was black it was black and white black and white yeah I'm just gonna give what I remember from my childhood. They get like a brother and sister get sucked into this old TV show. Yep, that's what it is. It's in black and white. And then they like, since they're from the future, they start like, they're kissing people before marriage. And they, I'm just so many goddamn distractions. Uh, they start like introducing new stuff and then color starts happening in the world. Mm. 
Ah, fuck. That might not be what happened at all, but that's how I remember it. I think you're right. I mean, I remember part of that because it was like the Pleasantville TV show and they get like sucked into it. Yeah. 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 Apparently that was the, that was the one they weren't going to let eight year old Tyler watch. That was like, I mean, I see as many boobies and murder as you want, but this thing, not at all. I think the only, I mean, obviously the only parts that I remember from that are what the edited cut version for TBS was. Cause I think that was one of the ones that used to be on TBS like a thousand times in a yeah. row. I was going to say, uh, FX was real good about showing the same movies every single time. And I watched a lot of FX movies as a child. Tre- Tremors was a big one for me. Hey, Tremors, all time good movie with Reba, Kevin Bacon. And who Tremors holds up still. It's a Varsity goodie. Blue, Varsity Blues is still a really good movie. Oh, I will. Facts. I will definitely. I will hold Varsity Blues up as like a shining example of still a good film. It's good because, um, and like all like the football plays is like legitimate football plays. Like people are actually getting like smoked and shit. I mean, it's yeah. for being an older movie like that, and it's like not even that cheesy. It's like yeah, like old it's, old Vanderbeek like, back in the day. Like yeah, it's my good. boy James. Uh, the only complaint I had about Varsity Blues is they made Billy Bob some lineman, and he was just a fat toad. That boy, <laughs> that you ain't rushing behind him. That boy's gassed first quarter. Did you see him carry like those like eight guys into the end zone score at the yeah. end though? No, yeah. that doesn't happen. Do you remember when he threw up all the, the hot dogs in the <laughs> washing machine? You you gonna call some dinosaurs? I'm fixing two. <laughs> Puke and rally. <laughs> Yeah, Varsity Blues rules. That's a good one. Speaking of a little football action, the reason we're recording on a Friday, NFL schedule got released, pal. Yeah, yeah. I pulled that up. And that is what that's what the people are here for, for our expert analysis. And by expert analysis, I'm gonna tell you all how the Cowboys will go sixteen and zero and win the Super Bowl. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be, get that crazy with it, but, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I'm just of anything. I'm just excited that, um, you know, they're anticipating that we're gonna have a normal season and schedule. You know, to like start. On the, the when I was when I was looking at the stuff, it I was reading stuff about how they're definitely gonna have fans there. Then I was reading stuff. They're like, they're definitely not going to have fans there. What do you think? Do you think they're going to be fans in the stadium? Dude, I don't know. I mean, I know that there is a, there's obviously a, a lot of money in the, in all the TV uh, broadcasts and all that shit, but there is a shit ton for, you know, the individual owners and stuff for all their stadiums to like have yeah. fans there and concessions and all that shit. So like, I got a feeling that they will have fans in yeah. some capacity. Yeah. But see, even, even if they went 50% capacity, like that's still a lot of people. How much does like an NFL stadium hold? Like I know college football stadiums hold like a hundred thousand. Oh, I, I dude, mean, I'm bad at numbers like that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like the Cowboys 18, AT&T stadium, right? Yes. AT&T, I feel like that holds like 77,000 or something, something like that. I know it's like, huge. I mean, fuck. I was going to make a joke. Like, uh, like, the LA Chargers, like even if they were restricted to only have half of their people, that would probably be yeah. more than what they usually have. But I wasn't very, I wasn't very quick on the joke. We're in front of three thousand people here, in front of the LA Coliseum. 
Here's your starting quarterback, some dude. I think Tarad. You guys remember Ladanian Tomlinson? He was cool. Antonio Gaze. <laughs> he used to play basketball. Yeah, people forget, but we like to tell you. I, I'm just assuming Philip Rivers is going to show up out of nowhere, like a WWE style. But I'm back. Yeah, that'll be because I was looking at like the week one stuff and I was going to just like looking at the games that I would be most excited to see. And I was just going to do like or try to debate with you like the most exciting ones from like week to week. But yeah. I don't know. Looking at week one, there's I mean, I'm just so excited for for football and sports. And I'm like out of all the major sports, NFL is my favorite sport and the one that I, I follow the most. I was going to say, I, I think I was at a, like a point in my life where I was kind of taking all the sports like for, I was taking them for granted because like, even like college football, which is my number one sport. And like, I love Notre Dame. I try to watch every single Notre Dame game. There would be games on and I'd be like, eh, if I watch it, I watch it. And now that I've seen these dark times, I'm fucking stoked. Like, NFL's coming back. That means college football's coming back. That means we like we get to see some shit. And you really kind of don't think about like it's Thursday night in NFL season. Well, I can watch football. Like no matter what, I can watch a game. And I'm stoked for it. I'll never take it for granted again. Please don't leave me ever again. No, a hundred percent. I mean, I was watching ESPN eight the Ocho with like eating competitions, which which was <laughs> fucking awesome. But then there was like world series of tram drivers i mean yeah. <laughs> i went through some dark times without sports uh, so last last saturday uh we stopped at the sponsor of sporties to have a couple drinks and they had espn h the espn ate the ocho on and it started off with something called juggle ball where it's basically dodgeball except they had dudes juggling in the back and instead of like hitting a person and the person's out everyone's trying to hit the juggler, so he fucks up, and the first juggler to fuck up, their team loses. Dude, there is no doubt. Like the people that were playing this game were, I think the team that ended up winning was a team of like computer, uh, computer coders, and they were all morbidly obese. Nice. There is, there is no doubt in my mind. If we could find someone to juggle, we would throttle the competition. But here's the thing: it was weirdly kind of interesting. Dude, you're ex- like explaining it. I would, I mean, as a member of a co-ed kickball team, uh, I'm a, I'm all about like obscure-ish weird sports, but that sounds like fun. I mean, yeah. it sounds entertaining. It was <laughs> actually very entertaining. The dudes that were juggling were getting after it. Oh, like, I'm sure were, the back there just showboating. Yeah. And they're like, they're, they're doing like the, you know, like the bowling pin style juggle things. Oh. Like they, they were juggling those and they were like light up. So, like, they were changing colors as they were spinning. And, yeah, it was, like, deeply entertaining. And, like, there was strategies. Like, the the team – because we were watching the championship game. And the code team, the computer coders were playing some other team. And the computer coders had a great strategy where they had multiple people blocking on the juggler. And it was pretty fucking sick. But, yeah, we would have throttled them. I don't know. Well, it depends on what type of ball it is. If it's like those foamy balls, I, yeah, I can't, were, I can't throw those. Yeah, they were definitely the foamy balls. See, I can throw the foamy ball real well. I can put that mm. wicked spin on it. 
they're they're hunting faces. Because you especially, came and played dodgeball with us a few times, didn't you? Yeah, especially especially for playing nerds. I got a fucking nerd. <laughs> I got a nerd heat seeker on me. I don't know. I could never. I could never throw those foam balls very well. If it's like the legit like rubber, rubber like oh. legit dodgeball like rubber balls that are like lethal, yeah, I can I can huck those. But I don't know. I could never figure out how to throw the foam ball. I always end up with just like just grip lock them and just throw them right into the ground. Yeah. See, I I was never like a never a baseball player or anything like that. All so the only throwing motion I know is just to completely put everything into it like a football and just tear my shoulder apart. But I'll be goddamn a thing coming with some heat. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I guess looking at week one, I I don't know. I guess for me, out of all the games on week one, like obviously, um, is that the 13th? Is this uh, September 13th? Uh, so shout he, out to, it's my aunt's this, birthday. Nice. But uh, uh, I actually have, I have a quick question before we yeah. get into this. So when I was doing my research, I was just on ESPN, and it said the first game was Thursday, September 10th, the Texans and Chiefs. Yes. But then literally the next line said Rams-Cowboys play September 1st. Mm, see, I got Rams-Cowboys September 13th, which is uh, the very first Sunday night game. Okay, yeah, because I have it as a Sunday night game. but that's, So I don't know if maybe it was just like a misprint or what, but – I specifically wrote that down because I was like, uh, "Someone's going to need to explain this to me." Yeah, I was just, I was I was looking at that because yeah, I mean obviously I want to see the the Cowboys Rams uh, for the Sunday night game, but um, for like the rest of them, I mean obviously Buccaneers Saints just to see Brady yep. and Gronk. I mean that's going to be wild to see, but yeah, then the Bengals Chargers um, with uh, with Joey Burrow with with Burrow. I mean. It's kind of interesting to see that too. I, I kind of I I'm curious to see because I hope the Bengals don't completely ruin him, but it's certainly trending that way because the Bengals are Bengals are stinky and bad. Yeah, I'm actually uh, in that same vein excited to see Andy Dalton start for the Cowboys. <laughs> Dax stinky and bad. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's. I don't know. I already started seeing a bunch of memes about the best quarterback on the Cowboys or whatever. Yeah, and yeah a bunch of the comparisons between yeah. Dalton and Dak. To, and to, to us, funny yet heartbreaking. To Dak, I'm sure he is shitting his pants. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. He The last couple of years, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like He threw for a shit ton of yards last year. And he did very well at times, but like last or season before, and then even moments during uh, this last season, he would just shit the bed. Yeah, and, just completely. And so, but he's, I don't know, it just seems like to me, he's kind of got an ego about him now where like he knows that he's the starter and he knows that, but I feel like if he tries to big time McCarthy, they might just yeah. try I, to put Dalton in there and run with it. I don't know. I was going to say that's kind of, that's kind of what I think is going to happen is because I feel the same way about Dak where I, I think he's feeling, feeling himself a little bit. And you got that big dick, that big dick energy about him. And I think something's going to fall apart for him and they're going to put Dalton in and be just as good. 
and that's going to ruin back. And now, I also think – Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think Jerry Jones is literally just being like, all right, Dak, you want $40 million a year? Fucking get out there and earn it, bud. Yeah, I mean, but don't get me as wrong. Fuck, as soon as you fuck up one time, you're out of there, Chief. And, and don't get me wrong. I think when Dak is playing his best football – his best football is better than Andy Dalton's best football. Yes. I mean, Dak is more of an athlete. He can scramble. He can make plays. He can, they're, they're not going to have any designed runs for Andy Dalton. (laughs) You know, I I mean, they might, if they're trying to kill him, (laughs) I mean, they might, if they run the option with Andy Dalton, people probably aren't going to bite on that. (laughs) So Andy Dalton's just been like a secret runner his entire career. (laughs) They run the option, and he runs for like 98 yards, like the third play of the first game. And I'm just like, huge Dalton fan. I definitely didn't say anything <laughs> mean about him on a podcast. And for, yeah. all the fine, for all the fine folks at home, you can't take me serious because I'm drinking strawberry champagne out of a coffee mug right now. It's impressive. Yeah. I, listen, in my old age, I'm starting to become a housewife. And I'm just assuming instead of wine, I had to drink champagne. On my way to, I gotta go pick my kids up from soccer practice. Is that legit champagne, like made in the area, so it can be considered champagne, or is that just sparkling wine? Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't know. It was mm-hmm. sitting in my fridge, therefore it is mine, and I poured it into a coffee mug. And I'm almost positive it cost seven ninety nine a bottle. <laughs> so it's some classy shit. It's impressive. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, just when I was going when I was going through the season, uh, I was kind of I was kind of just looking for like quarterback matchups, because I I'm one of those people that thinks quarterbacks kind of control the league. Like if you have a good quarterback, your team's good. That's just kind of how it is. And uh, yeah, week one I had Brady versus Drew Brees. Week two, uh, Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson. I I'm a big believer in Deshaun Watson. I think he's really fucking good. I think the Texans are really fucking bad. Well, Bill O'Brien is done everything in his power to just completely fuck Deshaun Watson's career an absolute shit, like an absolute shithole of. I mean, oh my god! Like, oh, you you like that top five receiver in the NFL? Be a real shame if I traded him for a shitty running back. Yeah, I, Bill O'Brien, that guy i don't know he's just so like i don't understand how you cannot get fired but now i guess he's the gm maybe he can fire himself as gm and but still keep himself on as head coach i I don't know (laughs) i i literally talk about fucking failing upwards that dude has done nothing but completely fuck around and just every single time they're like yeah well shit happens i guess you can be the gm (laughs) it's like no, don't do that. Yeah, the DeAndre Hopkins thing, just all around. I know we kind of beat that one to death, but God damn. Like, that just doesn't make any sense out of any angle that you look at it. I mean, um, unless, unless you know, like we said before, like, uh, hypothetically, if DeAndre Hopkins was a, was a – yeah, if he was literally a cancer that was giving people cancer in the locker room and people were dying from his he presence. He kept stabbing J.J. Watt in the locker room. And they're like, all right. 
Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, you're, you're on the cusp, like you, like Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins have great chemistry. They get along great and you ship them out of town for really nothing in return. Yeah. A, a running back that was good four years ago. That's coming off crushing injuries. Like I, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the only thing I could think of is that again, an ego situation and Bill O'Brien thought that he was bigger than the team and he had a small disagreement or feud with DeAndre Hopkins. That is the vibe I get from Bill O'Brien. Yeah. That's, which is uh, not good. Um, Week week three, uh, Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. I think Patrick Mahomes is probably the best quarterback I've like literally ever seen. And that might be a recency bias and it might be this, it might be that. The dude fucking has it. No, he's a yeah. He's very, very, very good. And yeah. I don't, I don't think it's early for you to like hop on the train and say he could be the best that we've ever seen because people that have been watching football and and like you know commenting on football yeah. and writing yeah. columns about football just are like saying the-, the same shit. So yeah, I don't think yeah. that's too hot of a take. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lamar Jackson like, is really, really good too. If he had like a Tyreek Hill, um, I, you know, speed guy. He'd probably, you know, be in, be in a very, you know, very similar situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's Lamar Jackson is really fucking good too. Um, Lamar Jackson uh, won me. I I love Lamar Jackson for a couple of reasons. He won me a huge futures bet when he was in college at uh, Louisville. He absolutely like I put a huge bet on him to win the Heisman and he was kind of an unknown and he came through and fucking won it and Poppy won some doll hairs and huge fan of that and then you know the whole like oh he just be a wide receiver not great but then he comes out does really good comes out becomes the MVP of the NFL and there was one play, I don't know who they were playing, but the D end had like a clear, clear shot at him at Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson literally like faked this dude out in two steps. And that's a NFL caliber defensive end that he faked out in a three yard space from a stop, from a standstill. Like you just, that's, you don't, you can't teach shit like that. And yeah. I that's why that's why I have that down because that's a that's a big time. I hope I mean everybody else says it, but I hope that he can stay healthy. You know, the way that he plays. Yeah. It reminds me of you know how Cam used to just run all over people and yeah. used to make huge fucking plays, you know, and just carve you know, carve up a defense, you know, he, when he was when his shoulder was still attached to his body, he <laughs> could make you know, he could he could throw the ball same as same as Lamar can, but then you know, the ability to scramble and make plays with his feet. And I just hope that, you know, yeah, Mark I, stay healthy. Yeah. And plus Cam, uh, shout out my friend, Cam Newton. He said he will take a backup role. That's big. It's fine. It's fine. Big man. You'll get out there again, but yeah. And especially with Cam Newton being just a giant human being, the fact that he couldn't really play that style makes me worried for Lamar, but Hey, if it's fucking lightning in the bottle, you still got a fucking NFL MVP. <laughs> like, they don't give those away. 
honestly, I would have preferred Cam over Andy Dalton. Yes. 1000% yes. I think I was, I think I was saying this like episode three. <laughs> I mm. was like, think about it. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't listening to you. Classic. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> no, I just think that like, especially if you're going to scheme up uh, an offense, I feel like there's like some, you know, obviously with all the injuries and stuff that Cam has had, you don't want him running a shit ton. But when there are moments where you can scramble and run an option or, you know, do some design runs or um, some draw plays or stuff like that, um, Cam far better suited for that than Yeah, Andy exactly. Exactly. Like it'd, it'd be like, I mean, it's literally like, oh, okay, well, our starting quarterback went out. Well, good thing our backup quarterback has the exact same qualities as our starting quarterback, mm-hmm. so we don't have to fucking change up the entire offense. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have like a Romo Kitna situation going on <laughs> when Dalton gets in there. Yeah. <laughs> just stand there like a statue. Yeah. Like, just move your feet. He's like, what? Move what? <laughs> you just got to move your feet. I don't want to. Well, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was good. Um, what other ones did I see? Uh, week six, Rodgers versus Brady. I, how do you feel about Tampa Bay this year? I, I couldn't get a read. I, I honestly don't know. So, I like Bruce Arians as a person. I think he's entertaining. I think he's hilarious. I, I like how he's like just says whatever, and he wears like. Um, silly fucking hats. Um, it gets me. Um, <laughs> Trips my trigger. But I feel like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, Bruce Aarons is always – like, was he a quarterback's coach before he was, like, an OC and then before he was a head coach? Yeah, I think they – I think that's what they – like, Bruce Aarons is like they, they give him, that, like, that quarterback Quarterback whisper. whisper. Yeah. Right. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say because I've heard that before too. I just, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't like talking out of my ass, which I, I don't know why I was worried about that because I do it all the time. But <laughs> I, just, I, just, <laughs> I have, I have multiple people who te- like listen to the episodes and text me afterwards, like, "Wow, you couldn't have been more wrong." <laughs> I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of our thing." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, I don't think Brady needs a lot of whispers at this point in his career. No, so. I feel like it's going to be, you know, uh, a don't, brute. A don't kiss your kid whisperer. Yeah. Yeah. Don't open mouth and make out with your son. Maybe a couple of those whispers could, could get yeah. Tom's ears. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, um, you know, Brady and Gronk will obviously have that chemistry. Gronk's a little undersized. He's been out of, out of the football game for a while, but I mean, he'll be lighter. He'll be faster. I would assume. Um, yeah. I mean, Maybe there, you just – oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think, you know, obviously they have chemistry that they've built for years and years and years, and regardless of how much time the Gronk took off, like they're still going to – they're going to – in my opinion, they're just going to fall right back into, you know, the shit that they yeah, used to that, do before. That chemistry. Plus you add Mike Evans, who's a fucking monster. And yeah. That's why, no I, that's, why I, that's why I couldn't get a fucking read. Because, like, in my head I was like, oh, shit, 13-3. And then also in my head, I was like, fucking seven and nine. So the only, and this is not a good comparison at all, but I just think about all the hype that was on the Browns 
with like all the fucking talent that they had with, you know, Odell, Jarvis, Chubb, and Jaku. But granted, um, Tom Brady is not Baker Mayfield, and Bruce Arians is not Freddie Kitchens. So I don't know. I kind of, I kind of buy into the hype. And yeah, um, the, the Falcons are sometimes good and sometimes really, really bad. And the Panthers are, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is really fucking good, but in the NFC South, um, you know, it's, it's going to be between the saints and Tampa Bay, I think. And And that's what I had. Uh, Atlanta does that weird thing where like they're good and you're just like, what the fuck? And then the next year everyone's like, Sleepy, sleeper Super Bowl pick, and they fucking shit the bed. And it like it just they just roller coaster. So if everyone thinks they're going to be bad this year, does that mean they're going to be good? That's what my dumb brain says. But they also have Todd Gurley on the team, and he doesn't have legs. Dude, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to pump myself up too much. But in one of my fantasy leagues, I had Gurley on my team from last year and it's a like a two pick keeper league so I had the option to keep Gurley and I actually let him go and got Chubb instead not gonna lie I was, uh, was pretty smart <laughs> but yeah I mean who does what does Atlanta's schedule look like they play the Seahawks mm, that's gonna be <laughs> that one's gonna be tough Cowboys pff, they're gonna lose that Losers. Yeah. Um, Bears <laughs> eh uh, I think I think the Bears are gonna be good. I I, I mean their defense is um, good, and I guess if Foles is now their start, you know they have a, a quarterback that can accurate. I mean, do they pick up wide receivers in the draft? I guess I didn't follow the Bears. Uh, I believe they did, didn't they? At least one, at least one. I don't know. Should have done my research. I, I, I was gonna say I'm gonna tell you right now. I I don't care about the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I hate to say that, but yeah, I just don't care. Week four, Falcons got Packers. If Brian Erlacher comes back and plays for the Bears, I will start caring again. Or Devin Hester. Or Devin Hester. So I'm going to say through we you're going to say week one, uh, lost to the Seahawks. Two, lost to the Cowboys. Accurate. Three, maybe a loss to the Bears. Four. They'll beat the Panthers. Nope, that's not – oh, looked at it wrong. Uh, no, four – excuse me. Four is the Packers. They'll probably lose to the Packers. Well, no. Hmm, that's a, I don't know. Sunday night game, Rogers Sunday night. Yeah, they'll lose to the Packers. <laughs> uh, and then the Panthers is week five, excuse me. So, they'll – through five weeks, they'll go one and four probably. Yeah. Which by that team you start losing. I mean, you get a couple injuries. Your team starts thinking we're losers. Boom, you're sliding. Well, then they got to play. They're three and um, eleven. Three and eight. They're sad. So then they'll play the Vikings and they'll lose again. And then they'll play the Lions. They might win that one. They need to play the Panthers again. They'll win that one. So yeah, through week eight, they've got three wins probably. Probably. I mean, and then the Broncos. Drew Locke is. Starting for the Broncos now? Uh, yes, he is. Uh, I consider Drew Locke a good quarterback, even though he's not. Because do you see that video of him Rapping. singing Put On? And Put On's one of my favorite rap songs of all time. And I saw that, and I was like, brother! <laughs> uh, and 
And just the entire time, I'm like, he's not good, but I love him. Yeah, man, I don't – they got a – they kind of got a tough schedule. I mean, you got to play the Saints twice. You got to play the, the Bucks twice. And then they – yeah, I mean, they play the Chargers. That might be another win. I would I'd probably say that's a win. Yeah, I mean – and then they uh, they gotta play the Chiefs. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a shit straw to draw for your your out of division or your out of conference game. That's one. That's one thing I have literally written down. It's just like Chiefs are just gonna wreck people. Like, yeah, they got a tough. I mean, I would be curious to see what they. You know, you know how they generate that uh, strength of schedule or whatever. Yeah. Um, Falcons in the. Uh, Cody's strength of schedule looks like the Falcons have a tough go of it. They might get three, four games this yeah, season. A lot, a lot of algorithms are used in that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I skipped ahead on our uh, week previous. Got excited about the, how bad the Falcons are going to do. <laughs> yeah. Which sucks because I really do. Like, the Falcons, they don't bother me. Like, they're just one of those teams that I don't, I don't hate. So it's just like, yeah, they're all right. Like, I don't, I'm not mad if they do do well. So, um, I can't remember. I believe it was when Vic was playing, but there was maybe it was the NFC Championship game against the Vikings when the Vikings missed that. Uh, was it Longwell missed that field goal? From I don't think maybe, that was. I don't think that was against the Falcons. Oh, maybe I'm thinking about the wrong shit. But I think the the one year when the the Vikings were doing really well, but then the the Falcons ended up, I think, going to the Super Bowl back then or some. I don't know. My facts are not right. But anywho, I just remember being at the bar in Reheights and the Falcons um, were doing well and the Vikings were doing not well. And every there are a lot of people were Vikings fans, obviously. And so I thought it was hilarious. And also, I've never really been a big red guy. It's just not one of my colors, but I've always liked <laughs> – the, the, the Falcons, Falcons uniforms, yeah. the Reds. That was actually kind of one of the things I was thinking about because I almost said they had good uniforms and I forgot that they changed to hot dick water uniforms. I was yeah. thinking of Deion Sanders in his 21, like wearing the black. And I was like, yeah, I was going to say good uniforms. Yeah. Uh, the only, when I think of the Falcons, I think of uh, when Vic made that run in, like, I think it was either the end of regulation or overtime where he scored the touchdown and he made those two Vikings players collide. Mm. Do you remember that? They play it all the time. But uh, I was – we were driving as a – we were younger, and my family and I were coming back from Yankton, and my dad was listening to that on the radio, which is kind of weird because my dad's not really a, like, a football guy. Like, NFL doesn't really trip his trigger. And they, we were listening to that on the radio, and I was going fucking nuts in the backseat because I loved Michael Vick. And I remember like being like, dad, speed home. Cause I went home and turned that TV on and just like sat in awe of Michael Vick. Yeah. He was on another, another level back then that nobody had an answer for a quarterback like him. No, I mean, he just, he wasn't, you know, he, he rocked the, rocked the system for sure. I pictured defensive coordinators when Michael Vick got in the league, they're like, the fuck you can have a quarterback that runs. When the fuck did we allow this? I need to be like, paid more. Yeah. And they were just like, well, at least he probably can't throw. And they're like, so we'll just stack the box. Like, oh, shit, he can throw it 70 yards in the air. What the fuck? I don't 
what do we do? It'd be funny to go back and look. I wonder uh, what the defensive coordinators in the in the NFC South what their uh, what their uh, life or life expectancy was as, as a coach. <laughs> Might have gotten greatly reduced there for a couple of years. <laughs> it went from like seventy seven, and then the Michael Vick entered and just was shot down to like fifty four. They're like, yeah, we don't really know what to do with this guy. I mean, fuck, Mike, Mike Vick on a, Mike Vick and Madden in 2004 was literally the most unstoppable character of all time. Yeah, it was like a cheat I mean, code. He, he, he gave me heart palpitations as a fucking 13-year-old trying to defend that shit. Yeah, there was a lot of controllers that would get tossed around because somebody would get to be the Falcons and then you'd get upset. And, and... and kids these days don't understand how hard it is to fucking throw a wired controller. <laughs> all, all you fancy kids are throwing around wireless controllers acting like you're tough. Fucking toss a wired controller one time for me and show me how fucking tough you are. Yeah, it hits the end and bounces back and smacks you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and then your dad wonders why you're crying. And then he <laughs> says he'll give you a reason to cry. And then, yeah, you're and then, he, fucking... then he realizes that you threw the controller they bought you for Christmas and then he does yeah. beat you. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. <laughs> and that's why I have trust issues. <laughs> but um, what else did I see? What else were some pretty big games I saw? Um, the Cowboys are on national TV five times, as are the uh, Tampa Bay. Fuck, I think the Chiefs. I think there was a couple teams that are on national TV like five times, which is the most you can be on. Which that it makes me it makes me curious about the whole Tampa Bay thing because if they're on national TV five times and they fucking stink, that is going to be an absolute laugher. Because people are going to be roasting Tom Brady on Twitter. I'm going to be laughing. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, interesting. Like the week one doubleheader, not to go back, but yeah, uh-huh. Steelers-Giants early game and then Titans-Broncos late game. I feel like the Broncos always are in the doubleheaders. Yeah, that's uh, kind of like how the Titans and Jaguars always play on Thursday night, which mm-hmm. they're not doing this year uh, for the first time in like six years. But, like, I always kind of feel like, yeah, the Broncos somehow get shoehorned into that game. <laughs> just, uh, just like, it's like Dallas on Thanksgiving. It's just like, I play for Denver. I guess I got to be ready for that doubleheader. <laughs> Did, um, I didn't look at the schedule fully, but are they doing any games in Mexico or any games in London? No, no, no travel, no London, no Mexico City. Okay. I was, I was curious how that would work with the, um, you know, whole everybody opposed to international travel in lieu of the Corona shit. But that yeah, makes that's, sense. That's what I was going to say. That, that actually came out a couple of weeks ago, I think, where they were just like, yeah, we're not doing that this year. Which I'm sure the Chargers are pumped because they, that means they don't have to go to fucking London. Or the, or the Jaguars. Seems like that's, <laughs> that was always their home. Honestly, if you're telling me Gardner Minshew has a passport, I'll fucking laugh because there's no way that guy knows what a fucking passport is. Like I thought you meant London, Texas. <laughs> um, there's a there's a Friday game for the first time since I think they said 2001. The Saints and Vikings play on Christmas Day on a Friday. That's pretty cool. I heard uh, that. Just, I heard that. Just because we're uh, in, in the South Dakota, obviously there's a shitload of Vikings fans. I hope you boys are prepared for heartbreak. I hope you're fucking prepared. Oh, you're going to be so sad. 
Oh, I love it. Mm. Like I'm torn between wanting the Vikings to lose every game or them to go undefeated than lose in like the fucking first round of the playoffs. I just I demand heartbreak. But they they got Justin Jefferson, right? Yep. Okay. Which would be cool if they had a quarterback that could throw. (laughs) (laughs) And they weren't paying. The the greasy, uh, the greasy Bronco style pizza on his hands. (laughs) Too many cheeky fingers. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm thinking about chicken fingers now. You got me all hot and bothered. Got me fucking sweating. If you don't go get a couple slices of Bronco style pizza and like. 20 chicken fingers when you go i don't even, oh, like, why, why even go yeah uh there was a time where i think they knew like they could smell it in the air like burning metal a pizza ranch worker They're like tyler's coming double the chicken fingers triple it <laughs> he's not gonna stop uh chicken fingers just one of those foods that just i can't get full of and like i don't get like tired of eating them mm-hmm. and if you just put like a huge bowl of chicken fingers in front of me and like a shitload of barbecue sauce, I will just sit there and just like chips and salsa style, just hammer. I, I respect your uh, I respect your barbecue sauce as a as a choice for dipping. Set. I'm the same way. Got to go barbecue yeah. sauce. I will. Uh, I like to get a little freaky with it, and I like to go just pure barbecue, and then I like to have another little 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 cup of barbecue mixed with buffalo. So you're getting mm. a little bit. Of, you're getting a little bit of hot hot buff action while also having the cool calm of the barbie the baby qua i'll toss a little ranch in there from time to time just to show my midwest roots oh i saw something on twitter today totally unrelated i saw some lady made ranch flavored gummy bears oh my god and it was haunting it was just one of those things where like she like had she like took a picture of them and it just went against god it was atrocious. I've seen like videos of, and for whatever reason, it seems like it's chicks most of the time, like just taking shots of ranch. ranch. Now, I one once I did think, take a ten dollars. <laughs> someone on this podcast did something similar. Yeah, so I mean, I once did for ten dollars eat a whole cup of uh, mayonnaise which was very disgusting. Um, but it was $10, so yeah. <laughs> I had, had to do it. I, I'm just reminded when you did that and being, first of all, super disgusted. I understand why you did it. $10 is $10. And also, mayonnaise gets a bad rap. I like mayonnaise. I have no problem with mayonnaise. I, I do. I do like mayonnaise too. Um, just not like a, you know, four <laughs> no, ounce tub at a time. <laughs> But I can only imagine with like the oil content of mayonnaise that there was some greasy stuff happening in the old bagno. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was like they give you a like a sandwich, and they give you this whole tub of mayonnaise. It just it was way too much. It was it was bad. It was more. It wasn't necessarily. It wasn't that I was that hard up for ten dollars. It was more of the peer pressure. Yeah. Um, when I was You're told I wouldn't do it. So yeah. I did. I was going to say, it's it's like Back to the Future, where if you call Marty McFly a chicken, he'll do it. If you whisper the simple words, you won't, into 99% of dudes' ears, they're going to do it. 
no matter, it doesn't matter the bodily harm that will come, it's going to happen. Yeah. But, yeah, oh, that, that, did hit, so that did hit bottom. I do remember being miserable after that. <laughs> uh, I would, for free, eat a bunch of Texas Roadhouse cinnamon butter. You want, I, don't I, mean, I don't think that's that hot of a take. See, everybody is big on that. I like the rolls just by themselves. I like them more as like a salty treat rather than like the cinnamon butter. I've, I don't... I think I've had cinnamon butter on the rolls one time. Mm, see, I understand where you're coming from with the salty treat, but I'm already about to eat roughly 11 pounds of barbecue, which is salted meat covered in sauce. I don't need a salty treat. I want a little sweet, a little, a little couple kisses. <laughs> Get that mouth ready to inhale a whole roasted chicken. Yeah, I usually just hammer like a shit ton of peanuts and eat a shit ton of rolls yeah. and then just take my food home yeah that's that's literally been my move every goddamn time because i yeah peanut you put both thing of peanuts in front of me i'm gonna eat them i like to eat them just to purposely throw the shells on the floor right. even though they yeah, give I, you a dish that you're supposed to throw them in i just like to yeah. throw them on the floor uh going to bars where they allow you to like where there's sawdust on the floor already and then they let you they give you peanuts and they let you throw on the ground it feels good like you feel like you're being bad, even though it's okay. Yeah, and like after you get a couple cocktails in you, and you start getting a little adventurous, and you might just like spit a little on the floor, and then just like cover it up quick. Yeah, I do that on bars. You're not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna fucking tell me not to spit on the floor. You have a you have a hundred and ten pound waitress. I'll fuck. She ain't gonna yell at me. Also, also, none of your security checked me. I got a gun. Oh God! But I don't, uh, we kind of got a little off on a tangent. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> we were on. I've been scrolling up and down trying to figure it out. Haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> oh yeah, we went off on a tangent. What? <laughs> that doesn't happen. Um, let's see what else do I got written down here. You did say week six Brady versus uh, Rogers, oh, didn't you? Yeah, let me pull that up real quick. Oh, God, I got a lot of shit. Uh, yep, week six, Rodgers versus Brady. Uh, week seven, I have uh, the Seahawks versus Cardinals. So, Russ versus Kyler. i not totally convinced Kyler's good, but I don't think he's terrible. DeAndre Hopkins now. And also – Larry I'm, Fitz. Yeah, the, the inageable Larry Fitz. Uh, I hate Russell Wilson. I hate him. Really? I hate him with all of my heart. I don't know why. Okay. But he joins like a pantheon of athletes that I just hate for no reason. See, I was going to ask you why why you hated him, but then you say you had no reason. There's no reason. Uh, He's done nothing wrong. I consider him – he's just – something's off about him. I just don't – I don't think – his teammates like him. Like, I kind of feel like he's one of those guys. It's just like, like he's been told he's a leader so many times that he in his head thinks he's a leader. So like, he's in there, like trying to give a pep up pep talk to like all these professional athletes. And he's like, we're going to go out there and we're going to play hard and we're going to have fun. And then afterwards we're going to drink a bunch of water and go to bed early. And everyone's like, yay Russ. And then he leaves the locker room 
and then like a third string DN gets up there and just fucking screams for like 15 minutes and everyone's like, yeah. I could see that. I do. I do respect the, uh, the Jerry curl that he brought back though. That's pretty, it's pretty fire haircut. Yeah, I will. I'm thinking about bringing the back, the bald ponytail or the rat tail. <laughs> I think the rat tail might make a big comeback. I was thinking yeah. about the the skullet, which the skullet could evolve into the the, the pony ponytail. Oh, it, that's that's the evolution. It's like Pokemon. You go bald, skullet, skullet ponytail, and then you become too powerful for any man. Uh, you know, with all the the barbershops and and hair joints being shut down because of the COVID, everybody's like giving themselves haircuts at home. So a lot of mullets. A lot of mullets have been <laughs> popping up, and I'm very, very envious that I can't grow hair on yeah. the top of my head. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I started to use that whatever like hair growth shampoo. I'm not gonna lie, she's starting to make a comeback. I keep it, keep it shaved, so I might just be talking myself into it. But it's been like three weeks. I'm feeling a little. I'm feeling some more peach fuzzies up there. When I shave, when I shave my head, I there's more hair. See, I can. I can, my hair is thick where it grows on the top of my head or on parts yeah. of my head, but just not like right in the, right yeah. in the top. Um, I, I got the horseshoe going on. I was going to say mine, mine grows really well, except I, it just, my hairline starts 11 inches above my eyes. <laughs> like, like it's just, it's just not a good look. That's, that's what my problem is, is that it started going backwards. And, and then when they, cut my face off off my uh my head and like stitch it back on i think i lost uh lost a couple inches lost lost a chunk in that yeah, if i were you i'd blame it on that that's that that's what i'm sticking with but yeah, but yeah i always thought i can do like a kind of like a mohawk it kind of grows there a little bit i thought about just growing <laughs> it really long and then just like parting it over <laughs> just like splitting it uh, i still have like i'll have dreams where i like i'll have hair in it and like literally even in my dreams, I'll stop and like look at myself and be like, well, that ain't right. <laughs> and that might be like, God damn it. That might be weird for other people to think, but I've had the same, I've had the same dream when <laughs> yeah. I like, and I, I got like the cool, like Peaky Blinders haircut. And, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just feeling really good about myself. Then I wake yeah. up and I'm like, oh, what's a dream? Yeah. I wake up and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> you're ugly again. Damn yeah, what happened? Let's see. What else do I got pulled up here? What else? Pew, 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 pew. How do you think the uh, um, Packers are going to do this year? I mean, if Aaron Rodgers is still the starting quarterback and he doesn't murder Lafleur, <laughs> um, I mean, you, you never count the Packers out when when you know Rodgers is playing. And then also, like, Devontae Adams is healthy all season. Um, Lazard played well last year, um, trying to step up to be a number two. And yeah. I think if they're healthy – and Aaron Jones is really fucking good. So, <laughs> I mean, there's no reason why the Packers couldn't be good. I just think that with the whole Jordan Love controversy and all that shit stirring up, I think as long as LaFleur and, and Rodgers can, like, coexist, the Packers – should be good yeah. i mean That's they were in the nfc championship um this last year and if Devonte adams is is healthy all season there's no reason why they shouldn't be Should, right back yeah. there again or better yeah and that's just that was i mean obviously it's the nfl i'm not an expert 
but just it was one of those things where same thing like with the fa- or same thing with like other teams where I'm just like, God damn, I could see him being really fucking good because Aaron Rodgers is really fucking good. And at the same time, I was like three and thirteen. <laughs> well, it's it's cliche. It's cliche, um, and I think everybody always says it, but like Aaron Rodgers is the type of guy that he will will the team to win. Like he can he can put the game in his hands and he can win it by himself. I mean, yeah. obviously he can't throw it to himself, so he has to throw it to somebody to somebody to make plays and score touchdowns. But, but like he, he can, will do everything that he can to yeah. essentially win the game. And himself. that's and that's why it's hard to tell with the Packers because it's just like, do we see that Aaron Rodgers this I mean, do we see that this year? Or is he just completely fucking done with that yeah. bullshit? Is it bad body language, Aaron Rodgers yeah. that just acts like he doesn't give a fuck and just pissed off? I mean I feel like post draft at his draft party, he probably flipped a table over and threw a veggie tray. Uh, so I don't know if that just kind of keeps on trucking into this season. It might not be good. Who has it? But yeah, I, I, the Packers are one of those where got a lot of friends that are Packers fans. I I hope they're good. I hope it doesn't come at the expense of the Cowboys because my heart's been broke too many times. But I, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is just so fucking good. Facts. Um, ba, 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 ba. Who? Um, let's, let's do a little. Uh, let's do a little UFC 249 talk. All right, one, one, uh, one. No, second. no. I changed the subject. No take backsies. Uh, okay, <laughs> Kevin Stefanski, um, coach for the Browns now. Um. Ooh. I guess I don't really – oh, he was offensive coordinator, and now he's just going to be coach. I'm assuming Baker likes him, and they've kind of put all of their eggs in that basket. Okay. I was just curious what uh, – real quick on that, like what your thoughts – I mean, every, you know, all the hype was there last year, and then it turns out Freddie Kitchens is a moron, and Jim <laughs> and Baker not did not good. get along. So, uh, I wonder – I, I, I bit hard on the Browns hype. Last year, I bit real hard. I thought Baker, I thought Baker had it. I thought Odell was unstoppable. Also, the fact that NFL offensive coordinators haven't just figured it throwing, just throw Odell Beckham a fucking slant. Just throw him a slant. It's going to score 40% of the times. Doesn't matter where you're at, he's just going to score. But I, I bit hard last year and I'm not gonna lie. Even when they were losing, I'm just like, "Oh, they're they're right there. They're right there," and they were never right there. Well, they, I mean, they and they played some good games where like Chubb would just destroy people, would just run <laughs> all over people. And it's like if if Baker can um, work on his fundamentals and and uh, be a little bit more accurate and uh, protect the ball a little bit better. I mean, and as long as like Odell can keep his head about him and uh, Jarvis Landry, you know, can stick in there too. Um, and yeah, uh, like who they the, had, who's the, t- who's the really good tight end that they have in Joku and Joku. Is that, yep. Is that it? Yes. Um, and he was kind of beat up last season. So if he's fully healthy, I mean, they have all the pieces. They have a good tight end. They have two good wide receivers. Nick Chubb is really good. Um, did they pick up? I think they got uh, Hyde. Carlos? Hyde? 
I thought they had Carlos Hyde. I don't know. Should have done my research. Uh, I didn't. I didn't write this down, but I just want to bring this up, dude. Shout out Frank Gore. Frank Gore, year sixteen in the league, fucking just signed with the Jets. He's probably not gonna be able to walk eventually, but that dude just fucking loves football. Dude, I love good. I love Frank Gore. I I picked him up and uh, I picked him up in one of my leagues, and he happened to go off um, yeah. with the Bills. I can't remember who they were playing, but he happened to like go off for like a game. Yeah, he's still. I mean, he only had like one or two games where he actually like did anything or sniped a couple touchdowns on, on like the goal line and stuff. But yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, another ageless wonder. Uh, Frank Gore still doing it. He just doesn't yeah. want to give yeah. it up. And especially as a running back. <laughs> yep, you just don't see it. Uh, but, yeah, let me bring up um, uh, uh, yeah, UFC say, 249. I think, I think the Browns are going to be good. I mean, maybe maybe I just have too much faith in Baker, which I've certainly – I've been known to fall in love with players. Shout out – looking at you, Johnny. <laughs> I, I do like – I do like Baker. I like – I mean, he's – he – you know, he's obviously had some antics and had some antics in college and he's known for, you know, being like a little bit passionate, a little bit vulgar, a little bit over the top. But anytime you've ever heard like interviews with him, he's well-spoken. He's, he's articulate. Yeah. He's smart. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm definitely for it. And the Browns have been so fucking garbage for so <laughs> yeah. long. So it's just like, a, and there's and lovable losers and you just want to root for them. You know? And their fans are so fucking dedicated. Like I'm okay with the Browns being good. And uh, honestly, like they're like shit brown, like calf scour orange brown <laughs> yeah. uniforms are actually kind of good. I, I yeah. like they're they're it's, so like the colors are so bad and weird that I actually like it. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's like it's like a movie that's so bad that's good. Like it's just like yep, like this this just works. Yeah, and, simple yeah, I, bad, I, but yet still good somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's do some UFC two forty nine talk. I was looking at the the what they're calling the early prelims, and mm-hmm. I don't know any of those guys except for that. I think the Bryce Mitchell guy. I think that's the guy that um, was asking Reebok to make camouflage trunks. No I respect that. He's, I knew Uriah. He sounds redneck as shit. Yeah, I knew like Uriah Hall. See, he's in he's in the, the oh, so you're prelims. talking about early, early, early yeah. Prelims. So there's so there's fights. early prelim, early prelims, prelims, then main event. Yeah, because like the early prelims, there's a, a light heavyweight bout, a featherweight bout, and a welterweight bout, and I don't know any of those guys. I, Ryan Spawn, I've heard the name before. Yeah, but I, I don't. I didn't even. Know. I didn't. I I looked at that, but I didn't dive that deep. I just yeah. was like. I mean, I'll watch them because it's sports on TV and it's going to have the people going. And, but yeah, I didn't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to make this a two hour long UFC podcast <laughs> where we're just talking about obscure people. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, Uriah Hall in, uh, I can't remember how you say that. Is it Souza or Souza? Ronaldo Souza? Souza? I, check he's quick. familiar. I guess he's uh, number fourteen uh, ranked yeah. for middleweight. Uh, this is just I'm I'm pretty good at butchering names on this podcast. Uh, you guys have heard me have many many like wow Tyler doesn't know how to read moments. I I kind of tried to practice some of these names 
and I wasn't even close. And it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm old dog won't learn new tricks. It's part of a, it's part of the TNC. It's part of the charm. Yeah. It is. You know, you're, you know, you're going to get some banter and you know, I'm going to fuck something up. Yeah. Zoom buffoon. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. <laughs> yeah. I've always been, um, I've always been a Uriah Hall fan. Um, was my cousin, obviously. Um, and when he was in the, t- was in the tough house, um, him and KG, uh, Kelvin Gastelum, I'm just big fans of that season with those two guys. And they were like my two favorite, um, fighters. And then Calvin obviously went on to, to win. Um, yeah. And I think he fought Uriah for the, the, whatever they call it. I don't know if it's a championship or whatever. Yeah. The end of the tournament, I think the, uh, the ultimate fighter belt, isn't it? Yeah. The, tough, yeah, the belt. Tough, tough, yeah, tough house belt. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I've, I, Uriah Hall is a, like a freak, like freakishly good, talented, uh, very precise. Like, I don't know. I just remember him yeah. like reverse, like, I don't know what you call it, like a reverse spin kick and kick that one guy in the face in the tough house and just knocked him out cold and then <laughs> yeah. take him out in the, in the ambulance. Yeah. Anytime you put your heel to someone's chin, ouch. Yeah, I just remember especially that. especially a person that knows that they're like, oh, he's probably gonna try to kick me in the jaw. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, well, he did it. Yeah, that I can't remember the name of the guy that he did that to, but he was uh, he was outmatched in that in that yeah. Uh, scenario. But yeah, that'll gonna, be an exciting fight. I was gonna say that just the prelim fights, um, Wordrum versus Olenek. I mean, that's gonna be cool. They fight a shitload. They're I mean, they're known fighters. And then the one that the one in the prelims that got me was Cowboy versus Pettis. Yeah, like, that's gonna be. I I do love Cowboy. Um, it's just one of those things. I do love him. I have him winning the fight. Do I believe that necessarily? No, but in my heart, he's just a goddamn scrapper. See, see I'm the same. Like I've been a I've been a Cowboy Cerrone fan for a long, long time. He's always been like yep. one of my favorite fighters, um, if yep. not my favorite at times. And um, yep. the last few fights that he's fought, you know, he's he's not won, but he, the the caliber of people that he's fought have been yeah. substantial. I mean, I mean, Cowboy when he fought uh, Conor McGregor, listen, you ran into you ran you ran into a fucking buzzsaw. And as much as I love Cowboy, because like you said. I like him because he has zero fucking fear mm-hmm. and like he didn't give a fuck. He was fighting Conor McGregor he, and he would have, ta- he would have taken that. I mean, he does take fights on like 24 hour notice. Like he is constantly ready to fucking fight and he got no fucking problem doing it. Unfortunately, he is not on the level of the Conor McGregor's. He's not like that. So like that, that Pettis fight, like I'm interested in that. I hope Cowboy wins. I hope he writes the ship. I have him winning. Honestly, like, and this is just my own small-mindedness uh, or small-minded uh, take on watching Cowboy fight, but it seems like in the last few fights, like, Cowboy's the type of guy that, like, needs to feel things out and get things going. It doesn't happen yeah. super fast. Now, granted, he's had, like, some flashy knockouts and flashy submissions early on in his career. I mean, he's had a – a yeah. shit ton of fights you know he's fights, a, yeah. one of the longest tenured fighters if not the longest one i think in the ufc yeah. right now he's 36 and 14 yeah that's a, a fuckload of, of fights a lot of fights um 
but yeah, it seems like he does his best in like the later rounds after he's felt things out, kind of established things, you know, start setting things up. And when Connor started hitting with those elbows, I mean, how many people or elbows, excuse me, shoulders. shoulders. Um, yeah. It, I've like, I've literally never fucking seen that. I don't think anybody else had either. Like nobody has <laughs> ever been TKO'd off of shoulders. shoulders. You know, like when Connor, like we were watching the fight, we had a party for it. And Connor did that shoulder. And I literally like, I think I turned all the people were just like, can you fucking do that? Like, can you literally shoulder someone in the jaw? Well, I think Cowboy was just like, shook it off. And then it like fucking just smashed his nose. Yeah. And, and I think just, he just shook it off. Like he's like, oh, he ain't going to do that again. And then he did. And then he did again. And then he did again. It's like, Jesus Christ. I'm assuming he was turning to his corner. Like, what the fuck is he doing? It's like uh, in semi-pro, like the first time they do the alley-oop. I was like, you can't do that. <laughs> You can't do it. It's like, where does it say you can't? Like, I'm assuming that's what happened to Cowboy. He was like, no, no, we, no one agreed to this. Well, I remember, like, once his nose got fucked up, yeah, he I just, I, I started thinking about the the Ferguson um, fight when they when they fought and uh, his his uh, his nose his nose got all fucked up then, and then he did like the farmer's blow to try to blow it. Yeah. And then it just like blew his eyeball up. <laughs> and as soon as that happened, Whoops. I was just like, I was just like, Oh no, I was oh. like, not, not again. Yeah. Not like this. Um, let's see. So now we're into the, well, now we're into the main events. We have a heavyweight, heavyweight bout of Greg Hardy versus. Yuel De Castro. What, what, what am I looking for here? Your Jorgen. Sorry, my computer froze. Jorgen DeCastro? Jorgen. I don't know how to say the first name, but pretty sure DeCastro is the last name. Don't yeah. know him, but Greg are Hardy you, is a scary are you individual. Play, are you playing something? Huh. Oh, shit. That's me. Sorry. That's all right. It's not coming through. Okay. All right. Yeah. Goddamn ESPN. Yeah, I was, I was, I was trying to find the tail of the tape, and it started autoplaying a fucking ad. Yeah, I've had that happen before too. Luckily, it doesn't play the audio through, so we okay, are, we're all good. I just, I literally had like a mild panic attack. <laughs> like Cody's gonna kill me. Yeah, this this uh, cast has been completely uh, professional thus far, <laughs> anyway. So yeah, how dare you do something to jeopardize that? <laughs> They're gonna take away our sponsorships. But yeah, <laughs> I, I got gonna drop us. Yeah, I got Greg Hardy winning winning this fight in a fucking laugher. I, I think I. As much as I fucking hate Greg Hardy as a person, I think he's pretty good at combat sports. Well, Greg Hardy also has a six-inch uh, arm reach advantage, a four-inch yeah. leg reach advantage. He's heavier, he's taller, and uh, essentially their UFC records are almost identical. Um, yeah, well, I, I know I know one of Greg's Hardy Hardy's losses because he's five and two. One of them was a fight that he won that they disqualified him for. Yep. Yeah. He's five and one and oh and one no contest. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that's like John Jones. John Jones is undefeated. The fight that, the fight that he lost, he had clearly won, and they disqualified him for twelve to six elbows. I mean, kind of some bullshit. But yeah, I got I got Greg Hardy winning this one. This Jorgen De Castro looks like he could definitely punch someone straight to the moon. But I just I got Greg Hardy winning that one pretty pretty handily. Yeah, it's always um, I mean heavyweights like true heavyweight fights are are always, I mean 
tough to judge. Yeah, when you're a UFC caliber true heavyweight, I mean, it's any good, any good solid punch at any time. You know, if somebody lands clean, you could fucking put them out. So, I mean, I don't know. Greg Hardy, shit human being. Um, but turns out all that practice of beating on women, I guess, translated well into <laughs> yeah, the UFC really beating on large men. Another huge man. Yeah. But, yeah, I got that one. All right, let's see. This next one, let me click on it. Jeremy Stevens and Jeremy Calvin Catter. Catter? Catter? I don't know him. He's he's yeah. uh, rated number nine featherweight though. Twenty and four. Yeah, like I I don't know a lot about either of these fighters, so I was I was kind of hoping maybe you had a little bit of insight. Uh, but, uh, Little Heathen or, or Jeremy Stevens. He's he's good. He's um, he's also a pretty well tenured fighter as well. Twenty yeah, and 20, seventeen. Twenty eight and seventeen. But this Calvin Cat Guitar whatever. Yeah, maybe C-Cat, I should know Calvin. him. At my at my my friend Calvin Klein, he's twenty and four. I mean, he's taller. He's a little bit lighter. He's got a little bit of a I mean an inch reach, but apparently he's a pretty fucking good fighter. I mean, I'll, he wouldn't be in the fucking main event on arguably the biggest UFC in a while. Not not having like a superstar. Well, and he's but, he's only rated two behind Jeremy. Um, so, I mean, that's gonna be a good fight. And plus, uh, again, I should probably know um, who he who he is, um, but for some reason, I just can't place him. Yeah, and just strictly, I just was kind of, I was just you know making kind of watching a little bit of highlights and kind of picking. I'm picking Calvin Klein, aka Calvin Qatar, to win the fight. I no no real good reason. I mean, I hope no one's listening to this for betting information. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, for some reason, CK, I think he's got it. And like, I, do know, I do know Jeremy Stevens a little bit, but nothing crazy. Um, let's move on to the next one because I actually do know, this, do know these people. We've got another heavy – is it another heavyweight? Yep, uh, Nganu and uh... – Yeah, Francis Naganu versus – Oh, you guys are going to love this one. Jarzinho Rosenstruck. Well, that's got you. Be... You already butchered Nganu, so. <laughs> Is it Nganu? I thought it was Naganu. I might be dumb. It's Nganu, pretty sure. Why? Why? <laughs> how did no teacher ever just kill me? It's like this kid. Clearly I, like, I like how you had to ramp yourself up for. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his <laughs> name, but uh, after you just butchered Nganu, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I got. I got Naganu. God damn it! I got Francis winning this fight. Oh, Fran. Oh, Fran. <laughs> Good old Fran. Fran. Francis coming in at fourteen and three. Jr. coming in at ten and zero. So both six four. Uh, Francis got the got the reach. Uh, I think I don't know if it's changed, but I think at one time Francis also had like the like the highest pounds per square inch punch in like his, human history. Like he is literally a murder machine. Yeah, he's um who's so is number is number one contender Cormier and then yeah. champion Stipe. Stipe. Yep. So then right after that, Nganu's number two. So yeah, so yeah, he's good. He's a good fighter. Like uh, no one's gonna take that away from him. He's got a pretty 
second. Oh god. Who the hell is that? Oh, okay. I think let me check something real quick. I just got some breaking news handed to me. Breaking news. We have a we have a fighter out of the what's his name again? Oh yeah, Uriah, the guy Uriah Hall's fighting is out of USC two forty nine due to coronavirus. Positive Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, intern. So does that mean Uriah Hall's fight is up in the air, or does that mean they're going to find him a replacement on short notice? I think they're going to have to find him a replacement. I think they have to. Breaking news. That was seriously breaking. Yeah, fuck, I love breaking news. Holy hell, that is fucking huge. Especially for testing positive for fucking coronavirus. The whole reason we don't have sports. God, why, why, why does they say why is it is Ronaldo is like a nickname like Jakar? I don't <laughs> understand. You know I'm not good with names. Yes, yes, yes. So it's his yeah, that is his nickname. That okay, that makes more sense. Because I didn't recognize Ren, uh Ronald. Um but yeah, Jakar. Yeah. Or something, Same I think. Name. Whatever. Any whoozle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm obviously not as up on the um, – there's just too many people that are in so many different weight classes that are that's so good that you just good. And keep track that's of everybody. Good. Yeah, do not do not take me not knowing, like, all this shit as me not being a fan. I fucking love UFC. I've loved UFC since I was little, back when there were not, no weight classes and you had to watch UFC on, like, fucking VHSs because they were banned. Uh, like, these, these – this is a – like – I'm literally excited for these fights tomorrow. Like I, it's like Christmas. So right, let's. I'm just gonna move on to the next one. I'm just gonna say this okay. that uh, Tim Botch, Boach, Tim Botch. Um, mm-hmm. he's gonna be the replacement. Just I'm gonna call it. Call it. Yep. Right, Inside can... insider source. <laughs> I have nothing that tells me that. I just know that he's he. Um, I I feel stupid because I can't pronounce his name, but he's like thirty nine. He's thirty nine years old, and he's about like in the same vein as Cowboys, just taking fights on like yeah, very okay. very short notice. So and Tim, that's Tim would that's probably be a, a call that uh, Dana would make. Yeah, and this is gonna be just a dumb question, which kind of proves that I'm not a fucking diehard fan. Do you think like when they have these fights lined up, do you think they are like they are like Hey, if this guy falls through, you need to be ready. I would think that maybe you know, from like a planning perspective and like yeah, a like, show show must go on perspective, that they would. But I feel like a lot of guys within the division, if there's like a because uh, um, Souza or Souza, I can't uh, I'm butchering that, but him and Uriah Hall, like Uriah is number ten. Uh, Jakar is number fourteen in the division, so I'm assuming like if you're in if you're a middleweight and you know like a fight's coming up on like a big card like this, and especially yeah. in lieu of all the COVID stuff and nothing going on, I would imagine yeah. they're all like, "Hey, yeah, like I'm ready you know, I'm, for this." Yeah, like, next man up, I'm ready to go. Yeah. If 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 nothing, you I know, mean, one of these guys can't do it. Huh. All right, next fight we have before the main event. We have, 
God damn it. I hate myself. Henry Cahudo. 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 Nailed it. Versus Dominic Cruz. We got a we got a fight of the baby boys. We have the champion Henry Cahudo coming in at fifteen and two. He is five foot four and one hundred and thirty five pounds. My sister is very strange. Yeah, he's a weird dude. Uh, my sister is my sister is roughly five foot four and probably like one hundred and thirty pounds, and I would beat the shit out of her. <laughs> dude, Dominic Cruz was like retired. Um, yeah, like, and, and he that's came what, like out of retirement to fight Cejudo. Yeah, that, well, uh, Dominic Cruz coming in at five eight, one thirty five. He's got a four inch uh, reach. I mean, yeah, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I have I have Cruz winning this fight. And taking the belt. I hope so. Because, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Cejudo is good. But he went on this whole, like, triple C thing because he was, like, an Olympic champ. And then he would, uh, he held, um, uh, shit, what are they? And bantamweight and featherweight, maybe? Two of the smaller weight classes. I, I don't know. Again, yeah. shit, not my research. But, uh, yeah, because this is a bantamweight title bout, which is kind of weird because, like, Dominic Cruz obviously wasn't even ranked. He's like retired, coming out of retirement to fight Cejudo. Um, I don't know. I don't understand how that. Like, uh, if I, I'm a if I'm a bantamweight and what the, what the and, fuck? Yeah, Dominic Cruz gets to come out of retirement and fight for the belt. I mean, but that was that was always like the people bitching about McGregor. Like, yeah. they're like, oh, he's not. You know, he's not doing his belt. Well, and that's kind of like the the thing with like the like boxing too. Sometimes it's yeah, like you just not always about. Belts. Yep, there's no organization truly of like how you climb the ladder and how you get to the fight. It's like it's more yeah. about selling fights, promoting fights. It's it's about money and fights people want to see. Yeah, there's there's a huge thing about selling fights people want to see, and also yeah, Dominic Cruz was retired. He's still 22 and two. Like it's not like he's fucking coming out of retirement and just jumping all these people. It's like he's got the pedigree to be in this fight. No, and I, I, I definitely, um, I, I definitely agree. I mean, um, I wanted to say, uh, I don't know. I was going to pull up some facts on Dominic Cruz, but, um, but he was, was he not? Yeah, because he beat Dillashaw to take the belt in 2016. And then he fought Faber in 2016. Uh, I, I will say, uh, God damn it. Fucking ESPN. Uh, I love Uriah Faber. He literally was one of like one of my favorite fighters. I, loved, I fucking love the California kid. It makes me sad that he is he's starting to become like that Chuck Liddell where he just can't fight anymore, man. Like, you just didn't got it. Because Uriah Faber was a fucking monster for a while. Like, he had the WEC belt. He was literally zero quit. He won a fight with two broken hands just using elbows. Like, Uriah Faber used to be that fucking dude. It makes me sad that he is no longer good. Yeah. No, I will – Um, as far as the uh, Cejudo Cruz, I'm, I'm with you. I, I want to see Cruz. I like Cruz. Um, he's – can't remember what panel he's on if he's on the fox team 
I want to say, I mean, I guess sometimes he's in the booth with Joe Rogan too, but uh, I like Cruz. Yeah. Like he's, he's very articulate, very smart, very well-spoken, but also a very, very good fucking fighter too. I mean, 18 yeah. and one, um, pretty fucking good. Yeah. So, and Cejudo is just a whack job. He's, yeah, he is, uh, might be a, a borderline five, narcissist. Yeah. If you're a five foot four dude, who's a professional fighter and he's a champion, you're immediately fucking weird. You have gone through life with like dudes who are six foot tall being like, shut up pussy. And you were just like, Nope, done with that. And now you just murder people for fun. But let's get to the motherfucking main event. We have Tony Ferguson versus ready for me to fuck this up. I even practiced Justin Gaethje. 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 God damn it. Since when does a TH make the ch noise? Not fucking never. But we have Tony Ferguson, 26 and 3, 5'11, 155. Justin Gaethje, 5'11, 155, 21 and 2. These boys are going to motherfucking fight. Both of these dudes are going for the highlight knockout, and it's going to be fucking awesome. Did that say. Interim title bout. So they're going to, if they take it, then they're going to take strip the belt from Habib. Habib. Uh, yep. That's what fucking happens, Khabib. You call down <laughs> Connor all those fucking times for not defending his belt. You're not fucking defending the belt. Well, I, th- I think part of it too was like uh, Putin. Um, more or less, like, wouldn't let him leave Russia. So he's yeah. like, yeah, with all the shit going on, he's like, he like he's not leaving. Like, we're on lockdown, no no international travel. Yep. Um, but, dude, Tony Ferguson deserves a, a shot. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are saying Gaethje. Um, I heard a few people are speculating about the fight and saying that, you know, Gaethje, they're thinking he's going to win by knockout. But I don't know, man. The – the I, biggest I, fight I, that I remember um, recently of, of Tony's was that fight with him and Cowboy, and yeah. it was not even close. And even before they yeah, stopped the fight, you, due to his you, like you, nose being smashed and him doing the farmer's blow and his eyeball yeah. blowing up, you know, his outside of his face. Yeah. Even before that, even without that TKO stoppage or doctor stoppage, I guess whatever they consider it, Tony just handily was winning yeah. that fight and yeah, plenty just out, of just outclass just outclassing him in every yeah. way it was it was tough to watch you know because like i'm a always been a huge cowboy fan but tony ferguson deserves his deserves um this shot and deserves to be back in there again and i mean i i feel like they don't even have odds on this fight how do they not have odds on it oh i think i have odds pulled up uh, as i said tony ferguson is the favorite rightfully so mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. I I do have like like I hate that you said it because it makes me like you just you're like I have Gaethje winning by knockout. I do. I watched I watched Silly. both their I watched both their highlights today, uh, kind of doing a little prep work. Dude, Gaethje, he just he reminds me of like a young John Jones, where like he's trying to kill you. Well, does it change your opinion to know that Gaethje has the no fear eyes tattooed? Uh, on the side of his ribs? Ah, yes, it does. <laughs> mm. I was going to say, it's like having a fucking Monster Energy logo tattooed on you. I'm not. 
you have you have the Monster Energy logo neck tattooed next to the Calvin and Hobbs from Calvin from Calvin and Hobbs peeing on a Chevy logo next to the fucking oh god it's bad Fox Racing logo yeah. <laughs> everything Justin bad. Kyle Gaethje god damn he's I hate that I, I hate that I fell in love with this highlight tape I don't know man I feel like um, I mean I've obviously watched and Gaethje's obviously a hell of a fucking fighter 21 and 2 I mean yeah. he's very fucking good but I don't know man Tony Ferguson is very very uh, cerebral yeah um, I'm just gonna That's- I'm just gonna throw that out there and act like I know what I'm talking about but yeah Tony Ferguson is has a gas tank that doesn't empty literally and- does, does not empty and he is, he is just so calculated. Yeah, he's the same in the first round as he is in the fucking fifth round. He's literally nothing. There, he's. I can't imagine the level of cardio it takes at that fucking level. And top three cauliflower ears of all time. I mean, Gaethje's <laughs> got some good ones too. But <laughs> oh god, I I oh god, I can literally see now that I'm looking at it. I can literally see the no fear. <laughs> uh, it's it's fear. it's hard to miss. <laughs> It is haunting. It is haunting. But yeah, that's uh that's not great. But you know what? It's gonna be a fucking great fight. We got I'm excited because I mean every even every one of the experts was like, Oh no, this will be fireworks. There is there is no like you know how you like you'll get amped up for a big fight and then the fucking like the prelims will be awesome, the the other like the other people on the pay per view are awesome. And you get to the main event, and it just fucking stinks. Yeah, like Romero and Adesanya just like standing ten feet apart, social distancing the entire fight. Yeah, and that and it it seems to happen to every fucking UFC event. But basically, every expert was like, "Oh no, that will not happen here. Like one of these two is going to punch the other one's head off his shoulders, and it's going to be fucking awesome." And I mean, to be honest, they could put any fight in front of me at this point and i would oh, you know buying the pay-per-view gonna eat it up regardless but yeah, yeah this I is a stacked a stacked card it's gonna yeah, be good. i am i am a hog at the trough feed me my slop <laughs> and this is i'm i'm at the trough i'm ready to in there and they gave me fucking steak like this is a stacked card and i'm fucking pumped um I had a couple of little grab bag things where we're getting up on time, but yeah, I wanted to talk about a couple little things quick. Um, oh, one thing real quick, um, decided to start a TNC, the premix Twitch account for when we're out Ooh. there gaming in the streets. So I'll get the con- or get that uh, login information to you. So if you so choose to fire up from time to time, or if you ever actually give me your gamer tag, um, so we can actually play together. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's in the mail. It's in the mail. Yeah. Dude. Okay. I'll, I'll check. <laughs> I'll literally check. Um, so, so just tossing that out there. Um, uh, just to get in front of it, I'm not good. I just think that content-wise, it'd be kind of funny um, to, I to play. Say, I, I think uh, I'm cool. I don't like. I know what Twitch is. I don't understand how it works. But I do. I think we should. I think you and Freed already gamed a little bit. And I think I think Freak will be a good addition to our TNC premix uh, Twitch. Thousand, th- honestly, I started that Twitch account after playing with Freak because yeah. Freak is He's is good. way better than me, and yeah. uh, we got we got a few dubs on the old Fortnite. Not to brag, and uh, I was like, you know what? I think a little Twitch with a little Freak, um, 
would be a good content in people's lives. So yeah, um, we'll get that going. Um, um, I, I'm not good at video games either. So that's going to be a lot of me saying incredibly terrible shit as Freak carries me to a win. Dude, I think, uh, I think it'd be, I think it's somewhat entertaining. I think people would, I think people wouldn't mind watching it, especially, I mean, the small viewership that we have that are listening to this would probably also watch us play subpar, uh, (laughs) video juegos. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the Chris and Cavallari, Jay Cutler split. Oh God. Now we're in my zone. (laughs) Kristen Cavallari at one point in my life was the hottest girl I had ever seen. Absolute babe Fox. Jay Cutler, man rocket. Plus he has the greatest personality I have ever seen in a human. He is absolutely magical. I think he invented giving zero fucks. Yeah. I think that started with Jay Cutler. Uh, did you ever see that? Uh, you know, they had a reality show, obviously, or whatever. And just that that clip that went viral of like Kristen Cavallari talking a mile a minute, and Jay Cutler just going "Don't care" <laughs> was fucking hilarious. Oh God, more people in the fucking studio. Sorry, listeners. Yeah, my sister's deciding to be a fucking weirdo. But yeah, no, that, that Jay Cutler, Kristen Cavallari thing. And like the stuff that's coming out where like they're going through divorce and she basically was just like, yeah, he's lazy and he's unmotivated. That's fucking Jay Cutler. <laughs> like what did you think was going to happen? I got a string, I got a string on my hat. I just thought you were uh, fixing your do-rag. Now it's just going to dangle on my face. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But, I mean, Jay Cutler was a was a NFL quarterback. I mean, he played – I mean, he had his times when he didn't do well and he's always been the bad body language, Jay, but he was a fucking athlete. He made a shit ton of money. And, and yeah, and if he wants awesome. to fucking hang up – you know, he used to get his ass fucking throttled by yeah, defensive was, ends all the time because he played behind some the worst times very I think, bad. I think, oh God, what game was it? I, he was sacked seven times in the first half. Yeah, it's. I mean, the guy got his ass beat. He he earned he earned his paycheck uh, a yeah, lot. And of he times was he was four offensive lines. I will maintain that Jay Cutler was a very very underrated quarterback. I think he was a very good quarterback. I agree, and at the time, I think just because like he was kind of uh, standoffish with the press, didn't do a lot of interviews. He never really got to yeah. hear and get his perspective on things. But I heard uh, a couple interviews with him um, recently. And I I like Jay Cutler. I think he's a, I, I, I think he's a funny guy. Also, great head of hair. Just an elite head of hair on Jay Cutler. Yes. That man wakes up every day not caring and is just a fucking rocket. Got it. Got the string. All right, we're good. No, I um, I saw that um the whole the whole divorce thing, and I I don't know how much of it's true, but seeing like she wanted like five million dollars I mean, because she wanted her own place. <laughs> God damn, I hope that's true. <laughs> yeah. I I hope it was one of those things where like he like like was like on the phone during mediation. Like he was like sitting in the meeting, but he was like on the phone and he just she was like, I want five million. He just looked up and he's like, get a fucking job. <laughs> and just I love Jay Cutler. I'm happy for him. Got a fucking audience in here. But oh the string. It's getting out of control. 
But uh, let's let's put let's put a pin in this one. All right. Uh, real up. quick, real quick. Um, hell yeah, hell yeah. The uh, did you see the video of uh, of Lonzo lifting weights? Like <laughs> he was trying to uh, show off, and it just yeah, it was very bad. Yeah, it was very yeah. bad. I don't know how who even tried to teach him to lift weights, but they fucked up. They fucked up bad. And his hype, his hype guy, his his spotter that was spotting him doing 135 pounds, um, also very bad, very bad hype guy too. It was just, it was very much reminiscent of like watching, uh, like being in middle school lifting weights yeah. for the first time and like pounding your chest after, you know, the first like, person to bench 135. Yeah, it was that was that was tough to watch. I mean, the awareness of Lonzo in that moment was not very good. The fact that someone saw that and was just like, like his publicist saw that publicist, publicist, goddamn words, but uh, saw that and was just like, yes, dude, release that. That's gonna yeah. be so big. Yeah, post that post that on on IG and put a bunch of fire yeah. flames next to it. And then I'm sure it was one of those things where he just like hit send and like sat back, like people are going to love this. And then he saw the first comments and they were just like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Are you having a seizure? And he's like, no, 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 this is wrong. (laughs) Dad. Backfiring. (laughs) Papa, Papa, make them quit being mean. Yeah. I, that was pretty fucking tough to watch. Um, but yeah. Um, Last thing, um, I had got a, a new used vehicle um, not too long ago, and it, it came with like the OnStar, like all the GM vehicles, like give you like the free OnStar shit. And mm-hmm. the lady was shaming me essentially because um, she asked me if I wanted the roadside assistance, and I was just like, "Nah, I'm, I'm good." And yeah. she's like, "And she's like, um, this is this." Uh, she said it like five times. She's like, "This call's being recorded." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. I was like, "Okay, cool." Uh, and then she's like, "So, can I ask you why you wouldn't want the roadside coverage to protect you and your family?" And I was just like, um, "Well, I've had vehicles before, and I've never had it, and uh, yeah. I don't I feel like it's yet. an added charge." And she's like, "So, okay, okay. I just want to be clear. So, you don't want to protect you and your family with this uh, this on-star emergency calling?" I was like, "I was like, hey, I was like, hear, I was like, hear me out." If, um, if you're, if you're doing me such a service and you're trying to protect me and my family, why wouldn't you not offer it for free? Free, Yeah. And then there was just dead silence. (laughs) She's like, okay, so I'm putting you down for wants your family to die. All right. I'm checking that box. Yeah. Like she was trying to spin it at me. And so I just spun it back on her. I was like, you know what, to be honest with you, like to protect people and protect people's families, you would think that uh, as such a reputable company as OnStar is, you guys would offer that service for free to yeah. protect me and my family. And she's like, have a good day, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what, sir? You've ruined it. <laughs> I hope your family lives forever. <laughs> yeah, I, that is, that's a bold, I, I understand why that works on people. Because if you would like say that to my mom, my mom would be like, I don't want my family to die. <laughs> yeah. How do you much? love your family? Oh, so you, oh, so I just, I'm going to write yeah. you down, Mr. Halt. You do not love your family. Just, I want you to know this is being recorded. I'm just like, listen they here, will, lady. They will play this when your family is beheaded on the side of the road as you, as you wait for the tow truck to come. And it's just like, fuck lady. I just don't, I can call the tow truck people myself. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. I, res- I mean, I respect the salesmanship. 
Yeah. I mean, I get, I get it. I get where she's coming from, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, like if, if they're trying to offer it up and be like, they're offering this protective service to protect you and your family, then they should offer for free. I mean, if if you get into a a accident and your airbags deployed, that system should just automatically call out. Yeah. I'm just picturing Brad selling houses like that being like, Oh, you have a budget. Oh, I didn't know you wanted your family to die in an apartment. (laughs) (laughs) People are just like, what? Oh, you you don't want multiple egresses in case of a fire so your children can get outside? Hmm. No, it's okay. okay. That's fine. Well, uh, I mean, I understand. I mean, I love my family. I have multiple egress windows. But yeah, no, you're different. Like you must, they're just, you, know, you just don't care. <laughs> they're like, let me sign the check. I'll make an offer. But uh, man. So, good cast, good cast. Uh, episode 13 in the books, folks. Sorry for the one-day delay. Uh, Hugs and kisses to all my cats and kittens. And we will see you on Monday. Uh, We got a little treat for the fans. We have a a long-time reoccurring guest coming on. And also probably a new addition. Yep. Perhaps a uh, local celebrity uh, guest as well. Or at least in in his own right. Yep. I'm excited. You should be excited. Going to be a good time. Alrighty. XOXO. Hugs and kisses on my cats and kittens. Bye. See ya.